This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Joanna. How do you eat? Krupnik. And Misa Brian Jedi Jar Jar Plofsky. And we're so happy you agreed to not shoot the alien bird, but still bring your massive machine gun to be with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we are playing some paintball and giving you our instant reactions to episode four of The Mandalorian and episode 14 of The Bed Bitch. You may be thinking, how do I ensure I don't miss all of these explosively amazing new episodes? Well, it's easy. Just be sure you're subscribed to The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at The Nerdverse Pod. Um, But as we begin every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We are going to spoil The Mandalorian Season 3 so far, 1 and 2. We probably will spoil maybe Phantom Menace, maybe a couple other things. um, And uh, we will be spoiling Bad Fetch. Um, uh, But now let's let's pop into the uh, Nerdverse Customs. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Let me see your identification. This week, we're headed into the Star Wars sector of the Nerdverse. All right, Joanna, let me uh, let me see your passport. You have eight stamps, but I can't I can't make out what the stamps are. Brian, that's that's a rondelle. That's a rondelle. Oh, of course, of course, of course, a rondelle. I I don't know how I didn't see it. <laughs> A hilariously oversized rondelle. <laughs> yes, yes. What? What about you? I see nine. Nine what? Oh, yeah. These are nine. Um, these are nine burning Jedi temples. Jeez Louise. Dark and enormous. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Very intricate there. design. Very intricate design in my stamps. Yes. Um. So here we are at the Mandalorian. Um. I feel like we should talk about the bow grow mando portion and tie that up in a okay. bow. Uh, wow. Sure. And then then we can talk about Grogu's situation. Okay. Um, that's just my opinion. Thoughts? Oh, I'm into that. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh. I must say, shortest episode, just overall here, yeah. shortest episode. It was like mm-hmm. a half an hour. Something and it was like directed that. by our very own Carl Weathers. Yeah, he, he did one last season as well. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. I was like, Debut? He did that chase. Uh, I think it was season two. Uh, yeah, that chase um, uh, uh, on that planet when they were trying to, when they find oh. the super... Um, when the when they're at like that base, yes, the canyon chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. All right. The freight well, train. Yeah. Um, but yes, Carl, I thought this was a Filoni directed episode for whatever. I, as soon as we saw Order ninety nine or uh, what's it called sixty six sixty six, I just flipped those. Uh, as soon as we saw Order sixty six, um, so many double numbers this week. 
Yeah. Uh, 88 in uh, Bad Batch, 90, uh, 60, uh, Order 66 in this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. I, I, it packed so much into its short running time. Yeah, we're hitting, I guess we're approaching the halfway point of the show. That is insane. Which is just too much to handle for me. Um, I don't know. It's like now it seems, you know, having sat with last week's episode, I have to say, I don't think I was as big of a fan as I thought I was. Okay. I think it tried to give us a little Andor and it's just not that good. Um, sure. I'm still, I get what's happening here, but, but it was really costly to take time away from our core leads. So I'm just, I'm glad to be back Yeah. with this group. Um, I don't think it's the last we will see of what's of the Coruscant, uh, Coruscant crew, right. but, um, for I mean, sure, we saw but, the, uh, we saw the rock this week again. Oh, uh, we were right back there. Uh, just a different <laughs> timeline. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'm just, I'm curious at halfway point, like where, like, do we have enough jet fuel, if you will, for our packs to get through? I don't know. I'm so nervous because they're going to have to go back. I, there's not that much time left to like tie you know, they don't have to tie everything up. There could be another season. This could mm-hmm. carry on to other shows. But I'm very curious. I feel nervous now. And I not that I this was not a wasted episode by any stretch. No, I never felt this was filler. But would you say you feel like a nervous purvis? I feel like a nervous purvis. Did you is this is this a reference I'm missing? Nervous No, purvis? it's not a reference. Oh, I it's just, just say now instead of nervous Nelly, I say, I say nervous purvis. I don't okay. know why. I'm definitely a nervous purvis about this. Uh so yeah, just that was just you know overall, but um, no, sure. I had a great time in this episode. Um, and you did as well. You were yeah, I I had a great time. Um, I thought the action sequences were really well done. They um, I thought they really were really good. They looked really good. Um, I love the camera work. How he framed all of them coming up the mountain. Um, I thought it was really fun to, it was a little cheesy, but I liked all of them, uh, training on the shores. <laughs> um, okay. Here's the thing. This, yeah. this, first of all, every time we get a glimpse, glimpse of this covert, it's a bigger. Yeah, I know. Where are they all coming from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like totally. the ranks have swelled despite the constant <laughs> wildlife inflictions yeah. that they're dealing with. Um, and like their covert is also not so covert anymore like they're they're exponentially growing and they're outside i don't know i don't know the name of this planet like maybe it's truly off the grid but like also i was just dying when paz vizla is like oh no not again like how often is this happening that made me really laugh when he's like um it always gets away (laughs) yeah yeah um, I thought the the, the uh, character design or the the uh, monster creature design of the of the babies and stuff was really good. Yeah. Um, very similarly to Thor: Love and Thunder, I thought to myself, "How do they get these giant things on their ship?" Yeah. Yes. Good God! And they didn't seem like you know rattled getting off the thing. Like, oh my God, we just shared the cargo hold with these raptor birds. I know. I, I will also say I felt really bad. Uh, when when I was skipping to the end, when the raptor bird went into the water, I was like, oh, okay, at least it survives. It can be with its babies. Oh. And then when the fucking monster goes up and chomps on it. 
Ah. I felt bad because none of those kids are orphaned. No, absolutely. Until they show that they brought him home. But like, no, I was like, that's terrible. I mean, and it's very Star Wars fashion. Like the big animal eats the 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 big animal that you thought was big. But Uh like, no, I felt horrible. In fact, and totally, you, you don't know. You know, you don't know how much food source this thing has, and maybe these children are the only you know, sustenance that their babies have. But also these children are fighting. They're, they're firing directly into the water, Mm -hmm. which I feel like that surely will wake up the alligator. That's taking a nap. Like, are they idiots? These people. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I definitely gasped when that moment happened. Of course. And that was sort of like a different area, but like, what are we doing, guys? I don't what know. What are we doing? Now, I will say this clan has gotten so big that when and if, or, or if, but when, Moff Gideon does turn up, it will be a force, a match for him. Yeah, I'm also fascinated. I also think that all of them, like this growing faction of Mandalorians, adds, definitely supports the case for Bo to want to, like, use them to take back Mandalore yes. or whatever the case may be. It makes a lot more sense. It's not just like her a rinky dink, like two people, you know? Um, so I think that's interesting, man. I did not expect this to just be about the finding religion of Bo-Katan. Like, and, and I'm into it. I'm really into it because yeah. I, the, the, the way the episode ends with, with the armorer not really believing Bo. No, let me say it again. I saw a real one. Yeah, that's going to come back to... This is the way. Yeah, like, okay. Mm-hmm. I love the subtext behind that. I know. Like, How many okay. ways can you say yeah. it? We're a cult, but you're a cuckoo. Oh like, this is the way. But I think that that's a perfect setup for Bo-Katan to kind of like take the cult aspect to the next level where it's like, I actually saw this thing and the armorer doesn't believe me. Like, I'm wondering if that's the avenue they go. Mm. Um, like, and then, you know, it's, it's fascinating. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see, I am the most interested to see what they do with one of my favorite characters, Bo-Katan and how they're taking her in general and how that relates to how, how Mando responds to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's gonna like. I'm only scared that that Bo's gonna somehow be a villain in all of this because I don't want her to take advantage. But mm-hmm. I think you're right. There's a way to do it where she pulls pieces from one, and if she does ride the Mythosaur and she does wield the dark saber, she can say, "Look, I took my helmet off too, and it's okay. Like we can mm-hmm. take parts of this. We're stronger together." And we can leave others, and this will be the new creed. I mean, I'm I'm bringing in a new age to the Mandalorian yeah. as I ride my Mythosaur. So that's what I'm guessing, and I think she's just trying to play it safe. But you know, the armor was like definitely bolstering her spirits by you know replacing oh, yeah. her broken poltergeist or whatever polter or whatever it's called. What it's really her belief with mm-hmm. the good old fashioned creed. Yeah. And I think in addition to that, I think there's something to be said that, like, they're the only two what we believe to be women because we haven't seen the armorer. But, like, mm, um, like, like there's a there's a camaraderie there, I think, that, like, is goes unspoken potentially. Um, 
But um, and this is all kind of new for Bo-Katan as well. But you know, it makes sense that she would only go along with this because she's questioning her beliefs. Um, you know, and when she law, I thought it was, I think it was brilliant for her to lose to lose her Orion pieces and it be replaced with the new cult pieces. And like you, like yes. that's the physical representation of of change. And I, I, yes. I really appreciated that. And we'll see where all this takes us. But I really dug. Even though it was like heavy-handed, if you will, it didn't matter to me. I really, really enjoyed that aspect of this, um, and 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 also you have the clear example that like she took charge. She has the right. background that a lot of these Mandalorians do not have. It's royalty. Right. It's being trained in the appropriate places. It's having actual experience in war. Um, you know, it's 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 being exiled and then not being exiled. Like there's a lot of um, training and, and, and resume that Bo-Katan has that a lot of these other, even Paz Vizla, um, he has the last name, but he doesn't mm-hmm. from the house, but I don't know what kind of experience he actually has. You know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, no, I think, I definitely think you're right. The, uh, what you were saying earlier, like this, doing a side quest like this is very beneficial as a story device because it it sort of smooths over Paz and Din because they like work together while also elevating Bo into this like leadership mm-hmm. position and like integrating her more. So this was sort of a great device that does a lot of heavy lifting for showing us Bo and what, she wants to maybe do and how it really will work because she will have earned, you know, just put in a big monster conflict and like there's, yeah. you'll come together. Um, yeah. So that, no, I think that's really, that's really, that's really uh good storytelling for, yeah. I guess what I think, where I think we're going. And what I really like about this season of Mandalorian so far is, I don't know where it's going. Like, if 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 you were to ask us after the first episode what was going to happen, we would have said, "Oh, there's going to be a lot of side quests for him to build up everything for him to go to Mandalore." But we've done that already. Yeah. So wrong. like, and we have these two separate stories going. We have the one story of like the Bo-Katan scenario. And then we have the flip side of things, which Bo-Katan and Mando, we'll call it that one. And then, and then we have the the newly introduced Coruscant stuff from last week, where mm-hmm. we're something about cloning or maybe or, or whatever the case may be there. Um, so you have those two, and then you have a third one, which we'll get to when we get to. Yeah. So a bit, a little bit about Grogu toward the beginning. So very cute stuff from Grogu. Very. Obviously, this episode. Um, I love how we like think that he's going to be doing the rock like loop training jedi stuff but it's just he's trying to eat his seafood that was great i really loved it loved so that. much i loved it and like i liked that Bo. first of all din i loved it but like sometimes he's like a bit of a dunce and like also i just don't know if he's very smart um Interesting. and also i don't know if he's a really good dad yet but it was really nice to see Bo when he's like forcing Grogu to fight and I'm like no let him sit with his crabs and get his (laughs) snack like what are you doing uh he's so tiny um you know Bo's like he just he just wants to show you he's proud of you Mm -hmm. you know that was really really great um and it's no small thing 
for Grogu to show off his force powers when company's around. This is a testament to his trust in Din, Mm -hmm. as well as his, I guess, like, commitment to being a Mandalorian and, like, Mm -hmm. the, you know... And it's funny because, like, Tarvisla, so Paz's family member, right? Somebody, grandfather or whatever. Whatever great, it is, great, great, yeah. great. Creator of the Darksaber was a Mandalorian who joined the Jedi. Yeah. And we have a Jedi who's joining Mandalorian. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And what I liked, but I, that actually, that's a good point because what this also does is in another series, and maybe this happens, but in another series or someone else writing this or whatever, um, somebody tries to take advantage of Grogu, like mm. the power or whatnot. But like, I never felt like anybody in this clan was trying to do that. Like when when he went with um, the armorer to like build him the piece, yeah. I never felt like she was brainwashing him or whatnot. She, she was just teaching him the code, the way, talking about it. I never felt for his safety, if that made sense. Yeah, I never, no, never. Yeah, and I appreciated that about the writing that I... I I, I I always felt that he, when 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 Din went off on the the mission with everyone else, yeah. I never felt like he was in danger without Din, and I and I appreciated uh, the script and the filmmaking to do that. Yeah, I think I and we're like through the part where we have to be like scared for like you know people's um, you know false. Uh, not fall, uh, what am I trying to say? Like people, we we're I think we're past the point of worrying about people close to us who want to take advantage. Of yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Which is really nice. Yes, it's nice to know that like he doesn't. Ha- I mean, I kind of want him to accompany Bando wherever he can. Everywhere, but, but yeah, yeah. But if he can't, and he's gonna like Grogu panting, the subtitles kill me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, it's just fine. It's fine by me. And I I really like this stuff with her, him in the armor. I kind of just want the armor to like ask more questions of him i don't know but she doesn't seem very curious right i need the armorer to do more uh more make more things and do more banging so that i can get more ptsd from this little uh this little baby yoda please and a great segue um wow uh wow yeah (laughs) so we get more order 66 Yes. Uh, we find that for whatever reason, they're really trying to pr- specifically protect Grogu. I guess, yeah. Um, and all the clone troopers are coming in. He's being protected by um, unnamed Jedi, as far as we know. We now know, but as far as we did know, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you have that aspect of things. And then um, what you also have is then him uh, being passed off um, to uh, Kelleran Beck, Played by the one and only uh, Jar Jar Binks, Ahmed Best, and wonderful, wonderful choice of a cameo. Absolutely, that is beautiful. Um, absolutely. Uh, my question for you is: there was there a split second when that elevator opened up that you thought it was uh, Samuel L. Jackson? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's so funny because they are kind of linked, like. So the, for those of you who don't know, Keller and Beck is, he was on like a web only game show for kids called like Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. Um, I had to look up the name of that. Sure. Um, basically like a hidden legends of the hidden temple, but like Star Wars flavored. Um, 
And he had a purple saber, a la Mace Windu, sort of like as an homage. That he doesn't do it here, because then we'd all be like, wait, wait, right, wait. That would have been right, right. Yeah. So they dropped that. But yeah, I think that's it's so it's super funny. And again, if anyone out there doesn't know, like obviously Jar Jar Banks, that was a rough that was a problematic character. Yes. He got this poor actor got so much hate for this, you know, Star Wars fans are lovely but can be just brutal when they don't like something. And he had just like a horrible ho- like contemplated suicide horrible time after playing after voicing this role of Jar Jar in the prequels and having him come back sort of like Hayden Christensen in these newer shows, it's just, it's lovely to, you love to see it. Yes. And, um, I also like that the ship that's waiting definitely looks like Nabooian. Okay. So it, and so it could have been Jar Jar's. So that is, that's a Naboo Royal starship. That is, oh, it was. That is okay. what Padme and all of them took to uh, Tatooine, um, and flew around, um, uh, when they were, uh, in, in a Phantom Menace. Um, wow. So my so he's Keller and Beck says that he's going to take him to his friends or so I, I only watched it once. So he said friends or or whatever. He's going to take him somewhere. Yeah. My yeah. thought is <clears throat> a that's a Naboo starship and those were those were like royal guards that were helping protect him. Right. So at this point, Padme is dying and dead. Like she, yeah. they're on Mustafar. Like in like a day or two. I love how you I say know. Mustafar. Mufasa. Uh, <laughs> Mufasa. Say it again. Um, so they're over there doing that. Um, so she. So it's not Padme. Um, the the two things that it could be are, um, it's Palpatine because he was a senator <gasps> from Naboo at one point, obviously. Oh, but he's so wrinkly now. Yeah, I mean that that's 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 a high yeah. thought maybe, but okay, then. Not bad. The senator from Naboo at this point is Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Like they could be like Keller and Beck could be bringing him to the Gungans. Yeah. You know, like, like, or, or hiding him on Naboo. Like, you you know what I I mean? I don't know. I do know what you mean. I, I was leaning like bail. Um, but definitely Naboo force is involved. And I definitely think that that, was definitely supposed to be an ode to like Jar Jar behind this somehow. Yes. Oh, that but, I agree oh. with you. When when I saw him, it made my heart sing because I was like, okay, cool. He's playing like this badass Jedi who is with a normal voice. With a normal voice who is protecting the number one love Star Wars character right now. Yes. Where everyone is built around, who everyone is built around. Yes. No, I loved that. So interesting theory. I mean, at first I won't lie. Before I before I realized who it was, I was just like, I really wanted it to be someone big. Oh, me too. Was, totally. Yeah. Although no, everyone's accounted for at that time. Yeah, and like everybody. it's not gonna be Ahsoka. She we know she's elsewhere and she wouldn't be there. So like I didn't know who it could possibly be. But so but in my heart I was like, I don't know, someone I'm forgetting. It will be. I them. thought because yeah. that that episode really built up the opening of that elevator and i oh my think, god there were times where we thought it was rex we like last or first season yeah third yeah se- yeah second season yeah uh no i know i was so i was i was like ah oh, dang and then i was like no no this feels right and there are there's still story to tell he's in his little pram that he is when when din and him right. touch fingers you know so 
this is where he'll be, he'll stay for a bit, you know, in that little thing. But who he gets passed to next, I wonder if we'll see or if it doesn't matter. And there's like, and one thing led to another and there he was. Well, see, I think that this is the third storyline. I think that the third storyline of this season is the Grogu flashbacks of like how he and Din ended up in the same place because it's going to overlap with Dr. Pershing and flashbacks of why they want cloning. Fair. So those those plot lines are going to overlap at some point. And so we have these three plot lines. We have the the Mando to to kind of – Backtrack on what I was talking about earlier. We have Mando Bo and what's happening with Mandalore. We have, um, and and then that's like the pirates and all that stuff that's happening on that side. Then on the other side, we have the current stuff on Coruscant with um, all of that. Maybe that ties back into Moff Gideon if we get escapes and stuff like that. And you have this third one where we're flashing back to Grogu's Order 66 that's going to take us and weave us around yes. with what the cloning deal was. And and maybe that ties in with um with um uh Elia, whatever her name is. Elia, uh, yeah. Um, Elia. Yeah, all of that stuff. Um so I think that there's something to be to said about all of that. Yeah, absolutely agree. So um I mean, it was it was a thrill. He actually looked older when like I think they made another puppet or something, because I feel like he was extra wrinkly when in the current day. Um he was just so cute. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I thought it was great. It's just yeah. I think this compiled with last week. I guess I'm just like, oh, this is actually really nostalgic to the prequels. Like everything yeah. looks very prequely. Um, which, you know, is not everyone's taste, but I kind of like it. And again, if Filoni is gonna freaking rehab Jar Jar, <laughs> this man can do anything. <laughs> I, I know. don't it's it's just wild. That's that's so, tough. Um Yeah, it's tough, but even if anyone can do it. Yeah. I don't I don't think we can see Jar Jar. That would just be excuse the pun, like too jarring. I, I mean that would be like that would be like why though yeah. do we need to revisit that? Like this was a lovely snippet. Maybe they'll say his name, like th- like thank you for the ship, or maybe it'll be in a hollow. I'd be fine with a hollow message from Jar Jar. Mm-hmm, but then we're gonna have to hear the voice. Um but it could be understated. Uh Although then he's like talking to himself anyway. So we'll see. But um, yeah, I don't know. And then we end the episode with talking about the mythosaur and I guess implying that she's like, all right, well, if you don't believe me, I'm going to just go get it. Yeah, that's what I got from that too. Um, And um, she's definitely going to lead a – she's definitely going to lead this group to Mandalore. Like she's going to propose a trip to Mandalore for everybody. No question. Yeah. Um, There's something sus going on with the whole Mandalore planet. Yeah. They were lied to and they're blowing up her, her castle on Kalevala. Like there's something going on. There is something going on. And that's, that's also a part of that Mando Bo-Katan plot line. But um, yeah, what's going to, I'm like, because I we're, we're we're four episodes in. This is an eight episode season. The next episode is directed by Peter Ramsey. Then Bryce Dallas Howard has episode six. Oh, that's going to be a Grogu heavy one. I would assume so. And then um, the last two are directed by um, uh, Rick Famuyiwa. And then um, if I, I think I pronounced that old wrong, staple yeah. of Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and then the episodes are written by Favreau, 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 Filoni, Favreau. Um, so that wow. penultimate episode 
is a Favreau and Filoni joint. Everything else is Favreau. Um, so we will see. I'm digging this season because I just don't know where it's going, but it doesn't feel like every some things are happening in each episode that are character driven, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I, I I want I want some more Pedro. I want this these helmets to be sorted. Mm. I'm I'm sad we don't we finally got to see Bo's face, but yeah. it's like, come on, Katie Sackoff, like you, you got a new wig and everything. Like, can we see it? Um, so yeah. Um shall we talk just a brief bad batch going alongside yeah, Armando? Sure. So this was the penultimate sort of episode of Bad Batch. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, okay. Because next week is a double episode. So it's two it's four it's 15 and 16 next week. And that's it. And then that's it. So like okay. like this one felt like a true setup for like whatever double episode we're Which getting next that week. That would explain now why I liked it cuz I was like this was a good this was a good one. This is how I like my my uh bad batch. Me too. Yeah. Like um Echo wasn't annoying. No. Nope. Um we got got a crosshair redemption kind of starting. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. The animation was gorgeous again. Gorgeous. And I think that they're really, you know, last week we talked about this. Uh, I think that there is some there's no coincidence. I, I would I kept talking about how it's a missed opportunity that they're not linking this all up together more because mm-hmm. it's airing in tandem, but they kind of are. There's a lot of cloning talk. There's a lot of torture devices from the yeah. empire in the brain going on so i think it is all uh working well together um but uh, yeah i'm very curious oh now now knowing that it's the sort of finale uh next time that's that's exciting yeah um i i i dug it um i'm trying to think what else i really enjoyed it i, I don't know i, I just like I like this idea of them struggling with the idea of like settling versus being warriors. Um, yep. I I like the idea of all the clone stuff because at least it's thematically in the same place mentally. Um, mm-hmm. Like when we're going flipping back and forth, especially because we watch them on the same day. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I I like that they got the crosshair message that he's sending it out to them. Um but they still don't know if they can trust him. Like it's a perfect setup for whatever, like yeah. will crosshair give his life to save them. Like, will he, will he survive and become part of the crew again? Like, I don't know, but I'm, I'm really interested to see when this, I don't know what's going to happen next week. I, I think I need a time jump to season when we're in season three, depending on what happens at the end next week. I think I need a time jump in season three. I would like that. Like an o- a, little, like a, a little older, less annoying Omega. Not Echo. I didn't mean Echo before. I meant an annoying Omega. Well, we know where we're going to see some of the clones that we're like Rex and such in during the Rebels timeline. Right, right. And what happened to Omega? So, yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, not that, you know, it's just Rex and some others. It's not mm-hmm. the Bad Batch people. But, yeah, that would be cool. Um, especially if you're tying in something in the rebels world which is also very kind of mando right now and could be very ahsoka so very curious yeah also Mm. something that i want to point out now that you brought up ahsoka is um star where is ahsoka when is ahsoka uh uh star wars is having star wars celebration in london like april 7th through april 10th Mm. mandalorian season three ends on april 19th um so mm. celebration will happen after the Bryce Dallas Howard episode six of season three. So we'll have two more episodes. And then the next one is written by Dave Filoni. 
Um, I'm wondering, my this is my prediction. I think we're getting an Ahsoka trailer and an Ahsoka um, uh, premiere date at Star Wars Celebration in April. It'll happen before the last two episodes of uh, Mandalorian. I just don't see a version of this show where they don't cross over with Ahsoka in the last two episodes again to yeah. get you excited for her to show. To get you excited. Well, maybe it's the Filoni written one and directed because it's his prize character. Right. So maybe that's when there'll be some, could be Sabine. Because you got to get us into some of these characters because, again, this stuff mm-hmm. is very deep in the Star Wars lore and it's amazing. People love the Mandalorian and every time that they do some of this like deep cut, I'm like, Oh God, are mm. people going to like this? Because they liked that the Mandalorian was just its own thing. Totally. So it's a little scary when they're going to start to loop it in and everyone's like, I don't get this. I like, I met Ahsoka twice now, but like, I don't really get what it's all mm-hmm. like who cares. So I'm nervous, but um, they would be smart to like, at least lead us into that. I but I think you're right. Celebration should give us something because this is ridiculous. Agreed. Totally. Like no one's going to watch the show. Like people, I mean, the, the Mando numbers are down too. Oh, are they? I haven't, um, I haven't looked at any of that stuff. I mean, last week was like an all time low for Mando, oh, but really? no, the, the premiere, yeah, the Boba premiere and the Obi-Wan premieres were much higher viewing than Mando season three, which is, could be a sign of just fatigue and lots of Pedro and whatever. But how it's dare worth you? Worth noting. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not saying I care. I could see while well, those probably went down or bell curved, reverse bell curved, because like people were ex- excited to see Obi Wan and, and Boba. Then like we're yeah. like, what the hell am I watching? You know, pieced out. And then the last episodes when you get like the good stuff, like people watch just watch those. And then I'm wondering if Mando's going to be like excited about the first one like okay these episodes are fine and then like you know when the word of mouth whatever happens in the next couple episodes happens maybe i don't know i don't know either but i'm enjoying me too what happens a lot well nerds just as we shape the mandalorian steel we shape ourselves So we hope you had as much fun as we did and that you'll join us next time in another corner of the Nerdverse. As a small universe and a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. We thank you so much for listening and for following along. Please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember... The Mythosaur is for all Mandalorians. It is always acceptable to wear. <laughs> oh, yeah, the armor is a valley girl. It reminds me of that scene singing in the rain where it's like, and the perils come in the summertime yeah. when tennis is for two. The Mythosaur is always acceptable to wear. <laughs> That's funny. 